This is the rainy day of New Orleans menu, and that's still good enough time for us to put a radio show right in front of you and right in front of everybody I can think of who is somebody who has good taste and who likes to uh, spend their time in at times when there's nothing going on but, uh, you know, just taking it easy and 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 thinking about things and if you are in any of those categories call us our telephone number is 260-6368 we talk about absolutely anything that would uh, address your thoughts about anything we that's uh, what we have always done since we started doing this program back since 1935 or something like that is when we started doing this anyway uh 260-6368 and with us today, it's, um, let's see. Uh, it's me, and uh, we have Mary Slazer on. Who Mary is, Slazer. Is that, is that the way you say your name, Mary? Is it Slazer? Yes, that's exactly how you say it. Uh, oh. Welcome to the show. It's that time of year again, huh? Yes, thank you. I'm happy to be here. It is that time. It's unbelievable how fast time goes. It oh, seems it like just yesterday. We had you on to talk about last year's chef soiree, but she is here to talk about this year, 2020. So it's going to be another grand affair. I hope you have great weather. And uh, tell us anything new that's happening. Oh, well, something new this year. We are bringing back the fireworks. Um, For many years when we were at Bogafalaya Park, we closed the night with a fireworks display at 9 o'clock, and we are able to bring that back this year at the Covington Trailhead. It's a it's a nice venue at the Trailhead, but I I also really liked Bogafalaya Park. Why did you move from Bogafalaya Park? Well, it was an emergency actually. Back in 2016, there was some terrible flooding the week before the event, and it always uh, a lot of damage. You the, the worst luck with that. Yeah, well, it does rain sometimes. So anyway, we had to move it to the Trailhead, and it has proven to be a really good venue for our participating restaurants. It is so much easier for them to do their thing. A lot of them cook on site, as you know, um, so you're getting the freshest possible dishes, and the the Trailhead is just much more accessible for them. Good. Okay, well, that's good. So do you have any new people this year? Is What's what's changed over last year? Okay, well, another exciting thing this year is we are bringing in a celebrity bartender. And this year it is oh, um, New Orleans St. Deuce McAllister. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> That's going to be fun. Where's he going to be? He is going to be in the Hancock Whitney Entertainment Tent. From um, 5.30 to 7.30, uh, pouring a specialty drink, and he'll be available for pictures and handshaking and all those fun things. Now, wait, this sounds like a very familiar uh, one of these things that I remember before because I was in it. I was uh, yes, we a did judge that years it. ago. We did that. Was that's, you're probably going to tell me that was ten years ago or something when we were the celebrity. Uh, the I remember it was at the park. So this would have probably yeah. been if it was 2016 that you moved. It was probably 2014 or 13. Okay. Yes, I remember that. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's it's great to have some of our our friends and supporters play a special role at Chef Soiree. Okay, so how many chefs do you have represented this year? Besides oh my Pat goodness. Gallagher, who's kind of the star. 95 
um, booth set up. Some of those are beverage vendors, as you know. Um, Chef Soray not only offers delicious dishes, but it's a really great place to do a little um, wine and spirit tasting as well. But so, we do have some new restaurants. I think you had asked that a minute ago. Yeah. We have. Oh, we've, we've had a lot of new ones coming in lately. Yeah. So, Chef, so how many uh, new restaurants do you have and what are they? I don't have a count, but I'll name some of them. We have Acadiana right. Mana. We have um, Hocus Smocus Barbecue. Um, looking at the website here. We have um, Pire Provisions. Oh, yes. They're, they're a new restaurant on 21. Pave Provisions? Pyre. Pyre Provisions. Pire? You've been there. Pyre Provisions. Uh -huh. Okay, uh, go ahead. Oh, that place. Yeah. yeah, some of our favorites are coming back. Hoodoo Ice Cream is coming back with their specialty. Um, homemade ice creams. Of course, Pat Gallagher will be there, never to be missed. He's the um, star. Pat Gallagher's the star. Well, with good reason. Yeah, we were over there about two weeks ago. He's always got the longest haven't, lines. Haven't been the, uh, uh, haven't had a chance to even put anything uh, coming mm. together, and uh, he, he, he's on top of everything, and he's a really a terrific chef, so it's great to have mm -hmm. him. And, and a very generous got, person. One yeah, of the reasons he's, he's got the longest line always. He's got the great stuff. So, uh, yes, well-deserved. Who else is there? Well, another one of our longtime favorites is uh, Benedict's Catering. Shirley Delazan uh -huh. and her crew will be serving uh, dishes at our VIP party at the Justice Center, and that's for some of our top sponsors and their guests. Uh, starting at 4 o'clock, we'll have some really wonderful dishes from Benedict's and um, uh, catering by Don. He's doing dessert for us. It's but back at the park, we have uh, Del Porto, uh, Casinos, um, Cesar's Restaurante, uh, Beck and Call, uh, Boshan Country Club. That's a new one this year. Honey Baked Ham, Isabella's. Um, I could go on and on. All the restaurants are listed on our website, chefsoiree.com. So that's okay. a good place to go take a look and get a good feel for what is happening at Chef Soiree this year. So so the beneficiary, I, go ahead, I, I know a lot of people are familiar with it, but go ahead and explain what the whole uh, cause is here. Sure. Oh, I'd love to. Uh, the, the Youth Service Bureau is um, the, the agency behind Chef Soiree, and it raises funds for us to support our programs. We serve children throughout the North Shore who come from hard places and they're struggling. Uh, they may be in foster care due to abuse or neglect and receive services through our court-appointed special advocates program, or they may be having difficulties in school like truancy and behavior that is keeping them from being successful in the classroom. We also provide adolescent substance abuse assessment and treatment. Um, that is really a growing problem here on the North Shore. Our numbers are really steadily increasing. Uh, we serve close to 2,000 children a year in St. Tammany and Washington parishes. Wow, that's terrific. And they're, mm -hmm. they're not yeah. all distressed uh, children, uh, but they are enough of those to worry about it. And on the other side mm -hmm. of it, you find, uh, you know, there's a little bit of this almost everywhere you look, and you wish you hadn't looked, but uh, this is... Uh, this is a really great organization. Uh, again, I tell you, I've, I've been part of it since it started. I even mm -hmm. have, uh, I, have you ever seen the, uh, the old um, uh, signs that they have in the couple of the dining rooms and the bathroom and stuff? I, it wouldn't be that if they didn't have the, if they, they ought to have those, ought to have those on the wall. 
all the different uh, uh, different posters. Posters, yeah. For since the beginning, I think it started in the seventies, but I'm not positive. Yeah, we I, we have a good collection of them here at the Youth Service Bureau, and it is fun when you go into a restaurant in Covington or even New Orleans, and you see one of our posters hanging on the wall. Some of the restaurants like Gallagher's and Benedict's have quite a collection because they've yeah. been with us from the very start. But um, nice. yeah, we almost it's like a scavenger hunt to go around town and see how many chef soiree posters you can spot. Yeah. That's true. All right, so what's the price this year, and how do they get tickets? Uh, the tickets are still available online at chefsoiree.com. An individual ticket, which is all-inclusive, everything that you can do once you enter the gates is included in the ticket price, is $145. So we have uh, some very nice packages. If four friends get together, they can get four tickets for $500. That includes all you can eat and drink, live music wow. on two stages, McAllister, fireworks, it just goes on and on. It's a good event. Tell us when it is again and where it is. It is Sunday, March 15th from 5 until 9 p.m. at the Covington Trailhead. Uh, it's presented by Chevron again this year. We're very grateful to them. And I have failed to mention that it's also the night that we draw the winning ticket from the Chef Soiree Banner Ford raffle. We have raffle tickets on sale. They're $25 a piece or five for 100 also available on our website. Uh, the winner has the choice um, of a 2020. Mustang, isn't it? Uh, well, they have their choice of a Mustang or an Escape. It's been, an, uh, uh, it's been the, latter, the former uh, since it started. I've, I've always wanted one of those. I come every year and throw a few bucks down to hope I get the, the Mustang. <laughs> you sure do, Tom. I hope you will again this year. This could be your year. <laughs> well, you never know. I mean, uh, I can make myself look some kind of foolish, too. So, you know, we, we have no problems with that. No, we, uh, we uh, my wife and family and I, we had just come into the New Orleans area, actually the North Shore, can, uh, 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 around there, and we had no idea that that kind of thing uh, was was in the market. So we mm -hmm. started going, and we've, well, we've done it just without a I don't. We might have this. Uh, it's been uh, great a number of years. But a lot it's of years. Uh, very much. Uh, go there, do it. Uh, it. It's terrific. I know it'll strike some people. It's as a good, good cause. Don't worry about it. Great Just event, good cause. There you go. Yep. I will promote it some more, Mary, all the information. Week. No, 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 no. We'll promote it some more That's this week. True. Yeah, good. Perfect. Thank you, Marianne. Thank all right. You. Thank you for for checking in with us. I appreciate it. Uh huh. Talk to you soon. See ya. Bye, -bye. Bye. It's the food show. And you know, we didn't get a chance to say enough about the food there, but the food there at this event, uh, it is so good. I mean, it really is the best of the bunch in uh, 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 these kinds of events. These kind of events. Yeah, I was I was shooting for. Uh, oh, well, no, it's not. Don't have to do it. All right, uh, Chef Soiree, the fifteenth of March. Go to the website chefsoiree.com. It's a long-standing event on the North Shore. It is the North Shore's version of, let's see, maybe the wine and food experience. Maybe that's 
comparable to that. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah, it's a great event. It's uh, it's always dicey. They don't have great luck with the weather, but hopefully they will this year. If they do, it's a great event. If they don't, it's still a great event, and uh, you'll have less competition for the food. But the food is great, headlined by none other than Pat Gallagher, and uh, that's good stuff for sure. Well, she just said it all, really. To uh, that's what you're going to find if you go there. It's, it's a good, it's a good way to spend an evening for sure. A lot of stuff to drink to. A lot, a lot of different things. And it's a lot of vendors there. A lot of vendors. All right, two six zero six three six eight is the number. We would love to hear from you. We are chatting about the usual, whatever you would like to have, whatever you have to say about food. And we have lots to say about food if you don't. Mm -hmm. So you're invited to call, but it's not necessary. What? What, to, to tell some, ask somebody something? No, no, I'm just saying that it's it would be lovely if, <clears throat> if people would call in, but we have plenty to talk oh, about yeah, otherwise. That's, that's true. Yeah, I have a, a funny little question here, and I hope you can answer this. Mm -hmm. Anybody will do. I mean, and you don't even have to give out your name for this, but, uh, you know, in uh, on Canal Street or near Canal Street, I think mm -hmm. it's actually, yeah, it's on the corner of um, uh, uh, Canal Street. Wait a second. This, this is, uh, in other words, the topmost part of uh, the hotel uh, uh, that where we had the event last night. Or night. Royal Sinesta. The Royal Sinesta. You wouldn't believe how many minutes I had to sit there to remember. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of would. <laughs> uh, so it's it's Royal. The Royal Sinesta is where we did the gumbo cook-off last night. And uh, we have that an account of that. Figured. I had that we have, a, we have an account of that in nomenu.com today. Uh, you know, I think I've had my fill of gumbo cook-offs for a while. And I was a judge of them, and they would come by with five. There were 16 of them last night. 16. And they were delicious. Per, they were really good. Per spot. Maybe. But it's just, it's a lot of gumbo. I it's mean, there's a, insane there, amount of there gumbo. comes to be a point where you just can't taste anymore. And the flavor profile of this particular dish is so similar from dish to, or from, from um, contestant to contestant that it becomes kind of a, a haze of gumbo. It's, it's, um. It, it, I'm glad they're over for the for a while. I tell you what, <clears throat> that event is worth going to, if for no other reason. The prizes, the prizes. I, they gave us a card to put into the um, to the drawing. Everyone kind of got one, regardless of who you were. You got one to come in. But the judges got one, and the contestants got one, and I didn't fill it out because I thought, you know, if I won something, it would be distasteful maybe. But boy, oh, am I sorry I didn't because by the end of the evening, there were about four or five staycations of one or two nights by the likes of the Senesta and the Windsor Court. It was 
pretty, pretty great stuff. So uh, it was last, next year I won't make that mistake. Last, <laughs> last night, numerous people came up to the front and said, can I swap this out for the Windsor Court? Or for, and, you know, I, the, just looking at the, uh, uh, the, 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 one, the part of their uh, display the of everything, mm-hmm. yeah. it's, uh, <clears throat> it's uh, the, the hotel. I keep forgetting. <coughs> Sinesta. Sinesta. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Nesta, and we haven't had to change our mind on any of those. Uh, that's, that's a it's great a great hotel. event. It's a nice hotel. Beautiful. It's uh, Beautiful. it's it's in the thick of things, both literate, literally and figuratively, and it was it was a very nice event. Let's take a break now. To welcome back. It's the food show. You have come and listened to. We've listened to a pretty good bit about what's going on this weekend. And, oh, wait, it, that's not this week. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I don't know. What's going on this weekend? I don't know. What's, on, what's going on this weekend? We just talked about the Chef Soiree, which is going on a weekend after this one, that's so a week about. from this weekend. That's always, it always sort of falls exactly on the 15th. It's right around, you know, sometimes it's the 14th mm-hmm. or whatever, but but I, I, just as many times it seems like it falls exactly on the Ides of March. <laughs> anyway, 260-6368. Back to the gumbo cook-off. It was really fun. It was uh, a chance for Tom to sing. <laughs> I was talking. I was talking. There used to be um, a, a husband-wife uh, duo yeah. uh, who uh, actually lived well out of town. And who, uh, who sang in the uh, choir that I sing in? Mm, that's good. And except that uh, somebody came in and changed everything around, and yeah. now, and uh, now, uh, Tom he, has he, no singing venues. It's very sad. So last yeah. night, <laughs> the girl who was the MC, who was standing in for, I, I confess, I don't watch the news. Yeah. Which is probably why I'm the only one who isn't off the rails about the you-know-what right now. And um, and she was standing in for someone, I think, at Fox News. She was very nice, and Tom was seated closest on the dais. Tom was seated closest to the podium. And um, so she decided, so she decided that she was going to inquire what the judges thought of the gumbos. So Tom was <laughs> Tom was the first person that she approached and of course this is the kind of thing that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up and I'm just like, "Oh." And so <clears throat> she asked him a question and he looked at her. And then he said, "Are the stars out tonight?" tonight. And he went into that rendition of that song, mm-hmm. which of course was something unlike anyone else would ever do, but uh, the audience uh, thought it was amusing and <laughs> she oh, did. But do. what's really weird, Tom, is she didn't come back and ask you any more questions. Mm. 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 Anyway, uh, it was a fun time. They had some pretty extensive decorations. They're like some almost uh, Blaine Kern worthy paper mache creatures because they did do it they did do a table decoration contest and um and i don't know if that one won but it should have there was some pretty interesting table decorations good a couple of good desserts there too but the gumbo that won was a seafood gumbo 
and it was a soft-shell crab sitting on the side of it. So I'd, I can't tell you if I've ever had soft-shell crab at two meals in one day, but yesterday was the day. This one was different from the one at Bonton, though. The one at Bonton, again, is old-fashioned cornmeal, straight-ahead cornmeal fried soft-shell crab. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't think it gets better than that. Not so much a fan of the panko version of everything. And I think this soft-shell crab was panko-encrusted. Panko-encrusted. Panko breadcrumbs tend to be panko. much thicker. I haven't heard that word and in And they're very crispy, but it, it makes a thicker sort of batter. And I like it, but I don't like it as well as the more traditional ones. But that was the one that won. They had, of course, the usual thing with the judge's version. And then the people's version. And sometimes those were the same and sometimes they weren't. My favorite one was actually a shredded duck gumbo in a dark roux with what looked like maybe poblano peppers. Could be. It was really good. You know, I, I was looking at all of those and uh, they, uh, th- this, this is uh, those uh, kind of uh, crumbs that come usually in a, 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 a uh, sushi, sushi. Yeah. Yeah, that's what this is. This what you were talking about a minute ago. Panko. Panko. Uh huh. And it's a, you grind it up. It's to make. Well, they they are brown. Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they don't. I don't know that they have anything to do with sushi. I don't. I don't well, eat sushi. sushi. I know nothing about sushi, yeah. and mm-hmm. I've not ever seen breadcrumbs around sushi. But I know that they have in common the fact that they're both Japanese. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You are listening to WWL and the Food Show, and you know what happens on that. You never know. No, uh, tell me. Would you, I... <laughs> you just, you never know. It's like, come on in to our world. You're gonna need a really good seatbelt because you just don't know where this ship is headed. You never know. I uh, there were a couple of years ago, we had a, a day. It, it, uh, the uh, weather was running night, and we were getting temperatures in the low 40s and even in the 30s, and that did not do anything for the uh, for our. It's not cold outside time. It's actually very, very nice. Guess uh, what right today now, is? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, David I'll give Letterman. you a hint. It's it's like jambalaya. Yeah. Yeah. It's National Paella Day. Paella. Now, we really shouldn't have a Paella Day in Why America not? because Paella is a Spanish dish. Anyway, Spanish dish Paella and New Orleans dish Jambalaya are you know, kissing cousins. As, as you say that, I realize that that's one of the things we had on the newsletter today. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm going to write, I'm going to read exactly what you wrote here. <clears throat> Paella Day is catching on. While we have always been able to find a restaurant around New Orleans that serves paella, until very recently we never needed more than the fingers on one hand to count them. Nor were the ones we found especially good, again until recent years, with the broadening of all ethnic dining in New Orleans. Always, any chef that has made this most famous of Spanish rice dishes could could be counted on to be very proud of it. 
I wish I had gone back and asked Mary Slazer if the two women that she referenced as new people in the chef soiree are the paella girls. Because there are two women who are doing pop-up paella, and I've seen them at an art event in downtown Covington, and the paella looks really good, so I hope that is them. But uh, back to the story. So um, enough of that paella is usually the most expensive item on menus that offer it. Paella comes in many forms with a long list of possible ingredients, but it simmers down to the rice, olive oil, and stock. Usually chicken are cooked in a big pan with poultry, sausages, or seafood, plus peas, beans, and savory vegetables. It's flavored with saffron, if it's a good version, in the cheaper editions a natto gives the color of saffron, but not the unmistakable flavor and aroma. I've never even heard of a natto. It's like it's like fake saffron, like the cinnamon we get is fake cinnamon. Mm-hmm. It happens. Okay. The dish originally, originally came from Valencia, but now you can eat it in most parts of the world. There is some question as to whether jambalaya is a direct descendant of paella, but it's certainly related to the way of the connection between the Spanish West Indies and Louisiana. Currently, our city has a great shortage of Spanish restaurants. In the last few years, we X'd out four restaurants that no longer serve paella or anything else. Yeah, <clears throat> but that meant that it wasn't being uh, served anywhere else. or Well, Barcelona often. Tapas is still around. <clears throat> And uh, Lola in Esplanade, and now Costera uptown That's in the a good space. Place. If you, if you yeah. really feel, you if know, you this, have not, the urge for paella, yeah. If you uh, are the kind of person who uh, likes doing that kind of food mm-hmm. uh, with rice and all sorts of ingredients that stir into it, and they season the um, things and, and mix Costera them up. is good. It yeah. is good. It's a it's a Spanish restaurant, and uh, it's. I I don't know if I would call it they call it coastal coastal Spanish cuisine. So uh it is definitely worth trying. Um paella is delicious, I think. And if I I I'm trying to think I was saying yesterday or the day before, whatever day we were talking extensively about gumbo, I think it was yesterday, that gumbo needs to be either seafood or uh meat. But paella, I also feel that way about jambalaya, but paella, if you think about it, has everything but the kitchen sink in it. And I still I still like it. Well, I'm glad we settled that. I was at Care Restaurant Supply the other day, and they had this gigantic paella pan hanging on the wall. Oh, yeah, they're about this big. No, 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 gigantic. <laughs> And uh, Even bigger than that, it was it? it was huge. It was like the size of you know you you know you can get at um, uh, what used to be home, um, Toys R Us, but any expensive now kids store you can get a yeah. car that your children little children can ride around in. You know the mm-hmm. kitty cars. You could fit a kitty car in this paella pan. Okay, it's that big. And he told me that he, it was special ordered for something, and I don't remember what it was, and then they canceled it. Yeah. So now he's stuck with this mammoth paella pan. And the problem with selling it, he said, is that you need a burner that nobody has right, to yeah. to make paella 
uh, in a pan that large. But you do see paella pans like that in Spain and um, and particularly in Valencia, yeah. where you know we what? had a great paella one time. We What's did. Uh, actually, a, a lot of paella. A regular, there. a regular item on their menu uh, was La Provence. Oh, they had paella there? They had paella, and he had a a, a pan. He did. I remember that. Yeah, big one. enormous. You could, yeah. you could lie down I think that might be the to, same kind of size as this. might have been, but, uh, and it was quality, and he, he used was to good, fuss yeah. about it and it making a big, big deal. It was a big presentation <clears throat> kind of thing for him. You know, in fact, he was part of this uh, organization that we're talking about today. And he was there at all of them, including the poster yeah. that they had. Yeah. So he figured uh, it. Down you down. know, it's funny that he's come up two days in a row. We're talking about Chris Caragiorgio over yeah. at La Provence because uh, yesterday Mike was very defensive when he called about John Fulce getting credit for this death by gumbo with the quail that had the exploding boudin coming out of it. And that Chris Caragiorgi was actually the one who had started that dish. Stephen on the line. Okay, uh, Stephen is here. Hello. Stephen, uh, where have you I been? A, I've been, I've been wanting you to call a, it. Hmm? Yeah, I had a car accident uh, 10 days ago. Ooh. And I've had a rent-a-car that doesn't have HD radio. <laughs> Just so I haven't been able to listen to it. Uh, are you okay? Uh, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. It was just it just it was a side swipe, ah, but okay. they side swiped the whole side of the car. So mm -hmm. it's uh, we're waiting on parts um, to replace it. But anyway, I had um, Colonel Sanders donut chicken sandwich today. And congratulations! <laughs> and it was overly sweet. Of course, uh, it's a donut. Yeah, well, the donuts were about half the size, half the thickness of a regular donut. Mm. And the sauce just oozed off the, you know, down your arm while you were trying oh. to eat it. Oh. So it was way too much sauce. Of course, they say they're making the donuts to order. So, oh, really? uh, yeah. yeah. Most of them do these uh, days, although there are some that just wow. are not there. Yeah. A chicken sandwich on a donut. I'm sorry. Two I, donuts. I, I passed. One on each side. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. And it was um, a regular one. Uh, Popeyes, I think, is like three ninety nine or something, and this was five ninety nine. Oh wow! Well, it's a donut so it, instead of a bun. Yeah. I think the chicken sandwich, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, is good. I don't think mm -hmm. it's as good as the picture displayed on all the Popeye's makes it look. But yeah. it's, it's well, and great. it's bigger than the rest of them. I mean, I've eaten them at all of them. I think that Chick-fil-A needs to wake up anywhere where there's a Popeye's because Chick-fil-A is – just, I mean, I used to prefer Chick-fil-A over anybody else, but lately I haven't. Uh, I think that the fan base is cultish, and I don't yes. think they have to worry about anything. 
And it's amazing uh, that they put two uh, two Chick Fil A's on Veterans Highway, and there's always a line out in the street to get into. I mean, even the middle of the afternoon, there's a there's ten people ahead of you in the, and they have two lines. I know it's crazy. They need mm-hmm. a line. They need a, a shoulder for just Chick Fil A. So I'm not worried yeah. about Chick Fil A at all. Yeah. I don't get it. I never have gotten it. I find their batter to be sweet, which is, I guess, maybe part of the appeal. But honestly, I do not get it at all. And their batter is not as thick as everybody else's. No, it's not. The Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I think they use finer flour. I think they use, like, let's say gravy flour or that zero-zero flour that I hear them talking about on food radio. What's that? Zero zero flour. It's zero zero flour. It comes from Italy and it's fine, fine, the very finest as you can get. You know what? It's probably good and better than what we yeah. have here because we put all kinds of stuff in our stuff that makes us yeah. a lot fatter than in Italy. And I've noticed I, I've tried the Italian vermicelli or whatever it is, uh, pasta. Mm-hmm. And it's a different consistency. Well, it's it's a different product. It's it's. Yeah. Look, yeah. I'm sorry. Forgive me if I am offending someone, but I do not trust American food processors. Period. So. Yeah. There's too much stuff in our stuff. Well, and we've and had that, that discussion about you're not in when you use the Italian. Um, wheat that you're not as stuffed in the next morning yes it's a it's not a carb hangover like it usually is yeah uh-huh. and i and i totally believe that's the flour that comes from italy that is not the kind of stuff that we use yeah okay. i'm sorry it's all about money in america yeah that's it is no and I mean, I don't know how much Italian vermicelli flour is in comparison to American flour, but well, you know, my brother says something that I think is very true. He says, "You get what you pay for." Dot dot yeah. dot. If you're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's about true. Yeah. So I do grow wheat, so I'm you know. <laughs> Corn, wheat, and chili beans. <laughs> or you so. could just quit eating pasta, Stephen. That's an idea. Well, I'm it thinking about it. I've got a, I, I made a big pot of spaghetti the other day, and I haven't used it. And I thought I'm trying to cut out some carbs. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't gonna. I was just gonna eat it with, you know, without. And I use I do a thick sauce, and of course, you know, I also add celery to it and that sort of stuff. So it's a little bulkier than regular spaghetti sauce. Yeah. So I don't know that I I need the noodles. If it's a good spaghetti sauce, it's hard to beat. But, you know, my daughter is doing spiralized vegetables. She's got this cheap little gadget. We have an expensive Mm -hmm. spiralizer that we've never used, and she has a cheap spiralizer that she uses all the time. And it's really Mm -hmm. easy to do, and you just put the sauce over zucchini spaghetti or spaghetti squash or something like that. I mean, it's really about the sauce anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, Grayson Gill was on talking about his pasta and how it doesn't need, his whole wheat pasta does not need fat and sauces or something like that. And I was thinking to myself, yes, it does. But, you know, if you what don't, if you, okay, well, because pasta by itself is kind of a, uh, just, uh, you need something on it, you know? So, yeah, anyway. I mean, there's not much taste to pasta. Right, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's, I mean, it's a bulk, it's a filler. Put on it. it. Pasta is a vessel, so if you mm-hmm. want to cut out carbs, get yourself another vessel. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, Stephen, I hope you get your car back soon. I guess you... I yeah, guess well, I just went in today. It. It's been there a week, and, uh-huh. and the insurance company is fighting on whether to put used doors on the car or new doors. And there's about $50 difference between the price of a used door and a new door. So, I mean, you know. Mary Ann would love to hear all this stuff. She she lives a life for cars with problems. I have this car situation that's been going on since November. And I just. Isn't your son ready to trade in his old car so you can buy it like you did the last time? No, My son trades cars in every them, two years. Yeah, He's yeah got no, three so cars you need to tell him it's people. time to trade a car in so Mama can get a new car. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one car for just the nannies. That, that's the one I use when I'm there, but I'm not oh, okay. there as much as, as I would like to be. Anyway, yeah. yeah, we. you know what, Stephen, this will, go to show, this will go to show you how stupid I am. Mm-hmm. I gave that car to my daughter to drive, and oh, okay. now... I've been driving her old car, but it died in November, and I don't know what to do because that dog, that car was my dog's car, basically, and he won't get in any other car, and now I have to figure out what to do about that. Anyway, sad little first world problems. Yeah. All right, Stephen, you have to call for your 444 time again, okay? That's your time to call. That's okay. <laughs> Talk to you later. All right. Bye. We're going to see WWL 105.3 FM HD2. HD2. Give us a call, 260-6368. We are here, and uh, it's a kind of a slow day other than that. And with What with the cold weather and the and the, some of the winds? and uh, I, I Yeah, hear Tom, don't worry about the weather. It's okay. Oh, Let's go to a break, Ron. 260-6368. Three. Wait a minute. I, I, I surely ought to remember this. 260-6368. You're doing really well with that. With what? The phone number. Oh, well, that's easy. Okay. But uh, 105.3. FM? FM. HD? HD. 2. 2. So, tomorrow, I am tomorrow. taking a friend to lunch for yeah? her birthday. Wonderful. Who is it? And she can't come up with where to go. So I'm fielding suggestions from anyone if you were taking someone to lunch for their birthday, mm-hmm. where would you go? Now, I don't know this person as well as I normally would be taking a person to lunch. So if I was normally taking a person to lunch, I would take them to their favorite place. But I don't know her favorite place. And she's having a tremendously difficult time deciding. So help me out. Where should I take 
a person for their 50th birthday. Uh, have you gotten any clues? Well, is I'm he, I'm going to wind up having to decide to decide because yeah, it's a girl because <laughs> I uh, because I've said come on let's come up with it and she's still thinking so I I think you know since the time is upon us I'm going to have to just say okay here's where we're going and I I have a couple of ideas but I don't you know I'm going to have to run them by her but if you have if you had a person that you didn't know very well and you were taking them out. Where, what's a good generic place that would be very pleasing? You know what I just thought of? Mr. B's. That's like Mr. my go-to. Mr. B's is my go-to celebration. Yes. Well-known or unwell-known It's place. gourmet but not expensive. It's, it's really, great. really good but not crazy it's gourmet. It's great. Yeah, it's great. And, and uh, But the only possible uh, request I could make of them is that their prices are a little high. A little bit, not enough to worry about. So, mm-hmm. uh, since you're not, you know, pay, putting down the money. You know what the uh, deal is with you, Tom? You eat, you get too much. You I don't eat any of it, but much. you. Get <laughs> yeah, it's like I notice if we go to if we go to lunch or dinner, the yeah. three of us. Right. A good forty percent of the bill is yours. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm just saying that's why it's expensive well, yeah, because oh, you get too that's, much. That's, you're probably right about you that. You get too much, yeah. <clears throat> and then half of it sits there. Oh well, you're getting the right, wrong things. No, no, you, me. you, it's it sits there, and then I wind up eating it, and then I get mad at me and you. Two six zero six three six eight, which I kind of always am anyway. But uh, we are talking food, and yes, we, we would like to talk food with you. So give us a call two six zero six three six eight. Here we are, and, uh, you know, it's a time of year for all kinds of crazy stuff. If uh, you give us another weather report, I'm going to hit you over the head with one of these yeah. cookbooks. Well, <laughs> it's I a ever... beautiful day outside, Tom. <laughs> Who told it's you that? It's a beautiful day. It's cloudy. It's going to rain. It's a beautiful day. Okay. Well, My I have goodness. To, I have to walk home for this day. I see. Okay. Spadini so. is your Spadini. edible dictionary word. I know you love Spadini. Spadini, yeah. We have a couple of places that do good Spadini. One of them is uh, Filippo. We, we're always calling him that. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Impostados. Okay. <clears throat> His is terrific. What exactly is Spadini? I know it's rolled. It's a skewer. skewer. So no, have, no, it's not. Is well, it? Yeah. It's There's probably other... I've never seen a skewer in Spadini. I've always seen it come to the table like a... Like Stop. a ball of something, but it is a roulade, which is the kiss of death for me in oh, food, especially if it's one, fish. And I'll bring my other two. That I so what is inside? It's, it's kind of like a porchetta. It's, it's stuffed. Yeah, that's, it's, it's a rolled stuffed thing. thing. It's, it's a meat that yeah. is rolled and stuffed. What is it stuffed with? It's chicken, usually, chicken, right? Oysters, bananas. More bananas, <laughs> dark uh, blue balls. I can never tell if he's and, joking or not anymore. And, uh, I'm going to read what you wrote about clock. Spadini, Tom. It's Italian. It's Well, actually, you have down here that it's Italian shish kebabs. Yeah. That's my huh. point from the outset. I've never seen. Yeah. I have never seen any 
item shoved through the middle of a spadini. Maybe they take it out before it comes I'll to the table. Does it? Do they I'll, take it out before it comes to the table? I'll tell you where they did it. Last week at Impostas. No, I know you had it, but I didn't see any kind of wooden skewer through no, anything. Neither. I know, that's what I'm saying. You can have a metal skewer. Okay, so... So or there were no skewers in this, though. They're served usually three to an order. Well, then you three put, to you an put order, and I. Okay, but maybe that's uh, the way you cook it, but it's not the way it's served that I've ever seen. And then you, uh, you kind of wrap it with the with the stuffing, and there you are. Stick okay. It in the oven. Anyway, it's called Italian shish kebabs, according to Tom. That tells 90% of the story, but Spadini has enough distinction to deserve its own definition. For starters, spadini are almost always made entirely of meat, no vegetables. The meats tend to be rather good. Even ground meats are considered raffish in spadini, although sausage is welcomed. Most spadini use more than one variety of meat on the skewer. Here in New Orleans, a variation has emerged in which the meats are stuffed with a concoction of breadcrumbs, prosciutto, garlic, Parmesan cheese, and olive oil. If anything, these are even better than all meat versions. The word is rarely spelled correctly on menus. All right, we need to uh, go to the top of the hour news. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM, HD2. More in Spadini after the news.